Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features Senior Pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. In this first episode of the new year, Pastor Eric preaches a message from 1 Timothy 4 about sliding or striving. Our natural tendency is to drift away or backslide. We are either sliding away or striving forward, not simply standing still. Striving for godliness requires that we place our hope in Jesus. We must make every effort to remain steadfast in the things of God, just as His love towards us does. In 2020, will you slide away from God or strive to follow His will? And now, here's Pastor Eric. Sliding or striving, that's the title of this morning's message. Are you sliding or are you striving? The main truth is this, is that in this new year, 2021, you will either slide from the Savior or strive for the Savior. You'll either slide from Him or you'll strive for Him. In life, all of us, we're always either doing one of those two options. We're either sliding or striving. We're either departing or devoting. We're either exiting or exerting. So we're going to talk about that this morning. Last week, we looked at a message calling Silencing Jesus and Us, and we talked about our society's attempt to silence Jesus, silence the Bible, silence the church, silence Christians. And we said that this Sunday, we would look at that the solution to that. Well, the solution is this. We can't be sliding away from the Savior. If we do that, they'll silence us for sure. We've got to be striving for the Savior in 2021. There's a lot of places in the Bible where we could look at this truth. But there's one chapter where I think we see both of these truths right away. And it's in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4. So if you have your Bible, I invite you to open to 1 Timothy chapter 4. If you're watching online, we invite you to also look up 1 Timothy chapter 4. We're glad that you're with us. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, we see this, that the Apostle Paul is writing to young Timothy, a young pastor there trying to figure out life and deal with issues. And in chapter 4, Paul basically brings up a problem, shows the reason for the problem, and then he gives the solution how to deal with this problem and actually uh, combat it or avoid it altogether. And so you're going to see the two main points today. Number one, the slide. Or number two, the strive. Let's see the slide. We see it in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Paul tells Timothy, and he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing to the church, he says this, Now the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, Now the Spirit expressly, clearly says that in latter times, later seasons, not so much the the end times, but in the times that would follow those months and, and years where Timothy was, that in later days, maybe we're in those later days, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some people will depart. There's the key word. They will depart from the faith. That's the problem. 
Paul is warning that in the coming years, people would actually slide away from the faith. They would, they would get wrapped up in all the, the, the error of the day, the error of the culture, the, the false teaching of the leaders and, and people that were leading them astray, and they would slowly slide and depart from the faith. So he warns against this. Therefore, he would show them the solution to the problem. The solution to the slide is the strive. Strive for good doctrine, he would say. Strive for godliness. Let's read verses 6 through the end of the chapter. He says, Timothy, if you put these things before the brothers and sisters of the church, you'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Timothy, have nothing to do with irreverent and silly myths, because sometimes that's what it is. Rather, train yourself. How many of you know training involves effort? Rather, train yourself for what? Godliness. So he's already mentioned good doctrine and godliness. He says, while bodily training is of some value, that's true in the new year, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's every couch potatoes key verse, right? Well, physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. I'm just training myself to be godly here on the couch. <laughs> all right, no. Verse 9, he says, this is a trustworthy saying. It's deserving of full acceptance. Training's hard. And verse 10 is the key verse when it comes to the strive. Paul says, Timothy, for me and for you, for to this end we toil and strive. Two Greek words used here. Both deal with effort. It would have been sufficient to just use one. He emphasizes that to strive is to labor, it's to toil. We get one of our words agonized from that Greek word. He's striving for godliness. He's striving for the gospel. Verse 10 is the key verse. For this end we toil and strive. Why? Because we have our hope set on the living God. Where's your hope this morning? If your hope is set on something, that's what you're going to toil and strive for. He says, our hope is on the living God, therefore we toil and strive. Why? Because God is a living God. He is the Savior of all people. Sufficient for all. Efficient for those who make Him Savior and Lord. Especially, he says, of those who believe. So Timothy, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example. How? In about five areas. In speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Until I come devote. That's a serious word, to be devoted. Devote yourself to what? The public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Don't neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy. When the council of elders laid their hands on you, he says, Timothy, practice these things. You've got to practice it. Devote. There's the word again. Devote yourself to them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching Persist in this. Why? For by so doing, you'll save both yourself and your hearers. This is the Word of God for Timothy, for the church at Ephesus, for the church in Adairsville, for us today, wherever you're watching. The slide and the strive. The first part of the chapter shows us the problem of sliding away from the things of God, but the latter part shows us the strive, striving after and towards the things of God. 
So let's talk about that in the new year. As we're going to do one or two, or sometimes, you know, one day it's this and the other day it's this. Let's talk about the slide. We all slide at times, don't we? I do, you do. We all drift away from the things of God at times. The early church had a word for it. It's in Scripture, but the the old preachers loved to preach on it. Backsliding. We all do it. Our natural tendency, man's natural tendency in his heart is to slide and to drift. What have we drifted from? Or for you and for me, what have we drifted from recently? What are the things where we just slowly looking back, we've just kind of drifted from that, departed from that? Have you drifted from fellowship with others? Real easy to do so in 2020. Have we drifted from fellowship? Have we drifted from worship, from Bible and prayer and, and song? Have you drifted from the ways you used to have intimacy with Christ? Have you drifted from serving the Lord? Real easy to slide away from serving and giving Him our voice and hands and feet. You see, it's so important in Scripture that three times in the book of Hebrews, the writer would warn against drifting or falling away. That's the language that he uses. Be careful lest you drift away, lest you fall away, he would say. So what is the slide? Sliding is drifting, even departing from the things of God. In a lot of ways, it's apostasy. It's, it's departing from what we once held to. Our nation has slid and drifted. Would you agree? We've slid over the years. We've drifted away from the things of God. In government, in, in society, in the public square, in schools. We talked about that last week. Check that message out on our podcast. Our nation slid. And now we see people have slid in 2020. People have departed. People have backslid. We all do it. The question now is this, is our church sliding? Is our church drifting? Or will we let that happen in the new year? Some people have said that the spiritual life is is like an airplane. Airplanes cannot be still. Most other forms of transportation can be still. The car can be still. The, The train can be still. Even the helicopter can be still. But most airplanes cannot be still. To be still is to be... just to be dead. They can't be still and remain in the sky. Charles Spurgeon illustrates it another way. That great old preacher said this, The Christian life is very much like climbing a hill of ice. You cannot slide up. You have to cut Every step with an ice axe. That was 2020, wasn't it? It'll be 2021. It's the Christian life. Only with incessant labor and cutting and chipping can you make any progress. Spurgeon says, if you want to know how to backslide, leave off going forward. Cease going upward and you will go downward of necessity. You can never stand still. As you see it on the news, I don't know if it was around Thanksgiving or around Christmas, one of these street cameras caught a lady in another country trying to walk on a sidewalk that was covered in ice. And there must have been a, just a, a little bit of an incline. There were people that would pass by and they, they would come down it and they would even do the little slide for a little ways and hold onto the wall and slide. And this poor lady was trying to go up the sidewalk of ice, but she would not be defeated. 
Even on hands and knees, she would try to crawl, and poor thing would just keep sliding back, and the news anchors are laughing at her, and she's trying to get here. Other people are trying to help her. Real easy to slide, but to strive, and that lady had to strive. Boy, she finally made it. It's like, yeah, I'm so thankful for her. I don't know if she was in Italy or what part of Europe, but Spurgeon says, that's the, that's the Christian life. It's the Christian life. A lot of people we see coming and going. I mean, they're so easy to slide, but if we're going to make it up that hill of ice, it's going to take every effort. The key verse for point number one is verse one. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart. I'm going to use the word slide from the faith. But the key verse, as we come to the second point, the strive is verse 10. For to this end, we as the church, we must toil and strive. Toil and strive. Must be moving forward. Why? Because we have our hope, faith, hope, and love, but especially our hope set on the living God. He's no dead God. He's a living God. It's what 2020's kind of put up for us. Are we striving? Are we going to remain steadfast? And it will be at times. Exertion. Training ourselves. As Paul says, persisting in these things. Practicing these things. A couple of times he says, devoting ourselves to these things. So let's talk about this strive. What are your aspirations in life? What are your aspirations for 2021? It will show you what you're going to strive after. Are you striving from the things of God or are you sliding away? So what's the cure for the drift? It's seeking. It's, it's striving. It's straining for Christ. It's these two words that we sometimes hear. It's more. Going all in. More. More of you. Going all in. To strive. The words used in Scripture are varied, but these are some of the words that God uses. Contend. Strive. Strain. Seek. Make every effort. Labor. You see, all of Scripture teaches us these truths. Listen to the words of Jesus in Luke 13, 24. He says, strive to enter through the narrow door. You don't slide into the narrow way. You strive to enter that and keep on striving. Paul would say it this way to the church at Philippi. It was the first message I ever preached here almost seven years ago. Just one thing only. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Paul says, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent. I'm quarantined. I'm isolated away from you for a while. We got to do the Zoom thing through parchments. <laughs> whether I'm with you or whether I'm out without, you know, I'm absent. He says, I, just that I would hear, that I may hear of you, that you are standing firm. That means steadfast. That you are being steadfast. That you are standing firm out in one spirit, unity of the spirit. With one mind, unity of mind, striving contending, agonizing side by side for the faith of the gospel. It really is Christ's community and courage, but you have to strive for those things. He says, I just want you to live your life worthy of the gospel so that I can just know and hear that you're standing firm, you're steadfast, you're striving for the gospel. In Philippians, he would go on to say it this way, in Philippians 3, 13-14, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining 
forward. Straining toward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. One thing I do, right? Forgetting what lies behind 2020, but straining toward what lies ahead. And it's not all 2021 and the problems. It's the things of God. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Strive, he says. Stand firm. Striving, straining. Peter would say it this way in 2 Peter 1.5, For this very reason, make every effort. Every effort has to be made. Now Wednesday night, we looked at how in 2 Peter 1, we see that God is given us all things we need for life and godliness. We have an all-sufficient Christ, an all-sufficient provision in the Word of God and the Spirit. We're not incomplete. We're complete in Him. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. God has done His part. But right after that, a couple verses later, Peter says, and now you've got to add your part to that. You have everything you need this year. So make every effort to add to your faith this and this and this and this. And he goes on and names a lot of virtues. Striving is making every effort. You have to make every effort to climb the ice hill, to keep the plane in the sky, not to slide. You have to make every effort to say, discipleship, fellowship, worship, church, Christians, the Bible, standing for these things. Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, would say it this way, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, got to change subjects, he says, I found it necessary to write appealing you to contend for the faith, but you train yourself for godliness. Toil for that end. Labor for that end. Strive for that end. Because your hope is on God and the Savior Jesus Christ. It's no different. The Word of God all throughout says the same thing to all the different churches. Listen to what Paul writes when he writes to the church at Colossae. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 he says this. These are some great words. Him we proclaim. Amen. Christ we preach. Him we proclaim. Warning everyone against this life. Warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Paul says, For this I toil, struggling with all, watch this, His energy, not my energy, that He powerfully works within me. I love that. He says, I'm striving and I'm toiling and I'm laboring, but it's not my energy because I'm pretty weak and I don't have any. Eric Shrell doesn't either. But with all His energy that He works in me and all of the Spirit's calling and that's powerfully working, this is what we toil for. This is what we struggle for. That we can proclaim Christ and preach Him and hopefully that everyone would be mature in Christ. Chapter 2 of Colossians, he says, For I want you to know how great a struggle... It's what the Christian life is. Up the ice hill we go, and Paul did too. How great a struggle I have for all of you and for those at Laodicea and for all who've not even seen me face to face. Why? Because I want their hearts to be encouraged, so that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance, of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Man, praise God. Verse 4, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments because I don't want you to slide and drift and fall away because you bought into the commercial or the headline or something you read and you're, you're drifted and you don't even know it. 
society so cunning. The enemy so deceitful. Paul says, for though I'm absent in body, sometimes we got to be away. He says, but I'm with you in spirit. And you can be too, even if you're online, even if you're quarantined. He says, I'm rejoicing to see your good order and catch this, and the firmness of your faith in Christ, the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. I think there's a reason why that word's been on your staff's heart. We've got to strive for a steadfast faith. So you may ask yourself, what does it look like to strive? For you, personalize it. What will it look like if I strive for God in 2021? You could say, what would the opposite look like if I don't strive? What would that look like? If we slide, we will allow society to silence us, just like we talked about last week. If we slide and don't strive, we will allow the Bible, the church, and Christians to be silenced. So to combat that, how do we combat that? Number one, strive for the Scripture. What does that look like to strive and strain for the Scripture? What's your Bible reading plan for this year? Right, You're striving for the Scripture today by being here under the public reading of the Scripture, but it can't just be 40 minutes. How do we strive for the Scripture? How do we get that out? How do we proclaim the Word of God? As Paul says, Him we proclaim. How will we strive for this? In whatever, in, in how we witness, in the public manner for who we vote for, to the, the things that we stand for, for the way we give it attention in our own lives, how we teach our children, our youth. We've got to strive for it. Good doctrine, so strive for the Scripture. Number two, strive for the church, the assembly of the believers. How will we strive for the church? Again, finding creative ways to, to meet together. In January of 2020, I preached in Joshua chapter 1. I believe it was January 12th. And we talked about a new journey, a new era, a new leader, Joshua, a new land, the promised land they were going to go into. But with that brought new challenges. They'd have to overcome doubt and fear and, and obey and the people were going to have to respond and, and there would be this newness, but, but the same application, trust and obey, there's no other way. And then we didn't realize that in March we'd have to put all that into practice. A new land, <laughs> boy, new leaders, new Christians, a new challenge of how you did all this, but we're going to have to press on, trust and obey. We're going to have to, to be creative and we didn't even know that the word drive-in and church could go together. We didn't even know that the word Zoom in Sunday school could work. It has. It will. Right? But we have to strive for the church in 2021. It may look a little different how we do it. But we can do it. It can be done. Thousands of miles away and Pastor Sergio were able to strive together with the church. Maybe not the local, but the universal and scattered abroad. And How will we strive for the church? Thirdly, how will we strive for and with one another? We can't let the Bible be silenced. We've got to strive for Scripture. We can't let the church be silenced. So we've, got to, we've got to strive for our assembly. We've got to strive for Christians because we can't let Christians be silent. But the only way that we're not going to be silenced is if we actually link arms together and strive for one, with one, with one another. The church has to be strengthened to be steadfast, to remain firm. How do we do this? We got to pursue Christ together. When that man and wo or woman get gets to become an island, that's a sure opportunity to slide. I get on that island, I slide pretty fast. 
But if I am with you and we're, we're moving towards the things of God, we're pursuing Christ together, that's the key. Did you see in, in the Word of God, all here in, in all these letters that I've read to you in Colossians and in 1 Timothy, the way that we strive together is this, for good doctrine and godliness. Strive for good doctrine, the Bible, and for godliness, the practice of that, the, the godly things that we do together. This is what we're going to need in 2021. Pursuing Christ together. I thought about this. We say that we're family. Scripture calls us family. The family of God. We used to sing it in here all the time as a benediction. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Sometimes it would convict me because I thought there are probably a lot of lost people who are not a part of the family of God that are singing it and thinking, I'm a part of the family of God. And Well, maybe not just because you sing that song. But if we're Christians, we're called family, brothers and sisters. And I began to think, are we family? What does a family do? Family stays together no matter what. Family lives together, shares together. A family talks often. A family's more connected. A family serves one another. So the convicting thing is, are we really a family? Or are we just fooling ourselves? Are we really sharing our lives with one another? Were we really that doing that before COVID? And COVID makes it a lot harder. Are we really doing that? See, the words in Scripture are fellowship, together, body, connection, community, partnership. It can be done. I'm more connected with my Zoom Sunday school class. We may be more miles apart than I am with some church members who, who live closer to me. You can, you can have fellowship and be connected, and you may have to just do it creatively. But I haven't been within six feet of some of those brothers and sisters on my Zoom Sunday school class, but I've grown closer to them during this time. You've experienced that too in our other adult Sunday school class. They can be more connected to people in Mexico City. And yet some of their own family church members in Adairsville, they're not even connected with. Why? Because a family connection is like a quarterback and wide receiver. In order to make the connection, both parties have to be involved. Right? Takes takes two. It's a two-way street relationships. We've got to find creative ways to strive together to do that. Otherwise, we're sliding from fellowship. Maybe sliding from evangelism. We've got to strive for that. We've got to strive for discipleship. And that's convicting, right? I've probably had more time for Bible study and prayer. Have I done more? Maybe, maybe this much more, maybe not. Maybe less. The slide or the strive every day. It's a choice that we make where we fix our hearts and minds. So as we close, I want to give you two examples of this from Paul's life and his friends. You know, Paul had a lot of friends. They may be called the little guys. They weren't little. Their names may occur just here and there in the letters, but they were some real godly men, key men. But I think we see an example of sliding versus striving in two of Paul's friends, one man named Demas and another man named Epaphras, named Epaphras, sliding versus striving. Demas was with Paul in Colossians. He gets some good words in a couple of letters, but when it comes to the end of Paul's life, Paul's last letter in 2 Timothy 4.10, before Paul comes out of the Mamertine prison and will be killed for his faith, 
He says these sad words about a friend who had slid far away. He says, for Demas, Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. What happened to Demas? He's with him in this letter. He's with him in this letter. When it comes to the end of Paul's life, Demas has slid away. The faith sort of silent in his life as he fell in love with the world and the things of the world. They didn't grow strangely dim. They grew strangely woo to Demas. And he left Paul. This left him in the lurch. It's a sad example for Demas. But for Epaphras, who is also with Demas, Epaphras gives us another example. In Colossians 4.12, Epaphras is given these great words about his life. Epaphras, Paul says, who is one of your own, he's a Colossian, a bondservant, a slave of Christ Jesus, he sends you his greetings. He's always striving earnestly for you in his prayers. Demas is sliding, but Epaphras is striving. And he's striving in prayer. And he's praying for his church family back home. Even if he's not with them, he is straining in prayer. He's wrestling, as one translation says, wrestling for you in his prayers. What's he praying for? That you would stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. It's just a simple message, isn't it? Real easy points to go. Slide, strive. Got it. When it comes to fleshing it out, real hard to say, I don't want to be like Demas. Right around the things of God, so familiar with it, but just departing from the faith. I want to be striving. How we got it? We have to strive more, all in, a work, a chip here, and just oh, labor, making every effort for the Lord because He's worthy. And it's a testimony. It's a testimony to others. Paul so often in his letters, he would say, I'm so thankful for you, church, because I hear about you doing this. I hear about you striving here. I hear about you straining here. I hear about you contending for the faith here. Press on. Press on, Adair's 1, 2021. We preach Christ. We proclaim Him. We remind ourselves of the gospel. It's our hope. It's the reason we can do this by God's grace. And what's the gospel? If you're even joining us online, it's really three simple things. The gospel says, number one, acknowledge who you are, a sinner. Acknowledge who you are, your need, and acknowledge you're a sinner. Number two, acknowledge who Jesus is. He's Lord and Savior. Acknowledge He's the Christ, the Son of God. And then number three, acknowledge what you need. Lord, I need salvation. I need forgiveness. The gospel is not hard to understand. Acknowledge who you are, acknowledge who He is, and acknowledge the things that you need from Jesus and you can be saved by grace through faith. And for us, we continue to preach it. Christ and community together, striving and straining side by side that we would be steadfast and, and the courage to do that, the courage to live and to say we will not drift we're not going to let our country drift as much as we can help it. So we stand. Labor toil this year. I pray that God will give you the grace and the guidance to see that occur. Let's pray. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. 
more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.